Episode 51, Nothing Goes as Plain, The Grip New Clinic. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, and today we hear Dr. Kendra Scott and Sir Kendra Speck. Join 2017 Podcast Awards nominated host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, as he gets a rarely seen look into the specialties of all types of doctors and guests, plus marketing, travel tips, struggles, goals, and relationship advice. Let's hear a doctor's perspective. Welcome back. This will be our last week of the African-American Holiday Spotlight Series. Can you believe this? We had about seven episodes of that. We just hit episode 50. So thanks for listening, for feedback, and for making this show what it is today. I really do appreciate it. You should notice that I updated the podcast logo. Got my picture now. And as you can see on the show notes, each episode has a different picture. I was doing travel photos, then I switched up to like the logo with their photo and the title. And now I'm going to try something different where I use the person's picture and I just put a small logo of mine. Let me know what you think, okay? But today, we got two fantastic physical therapists who are in the middle of the grind. They've been open for about a year and a half. You can hear it in Dr. Scott's voice, who's two-thirds of the interview, that... Um, they are up and down, and you know that puts a toll on you. You know, you start a clinic expected to be rock solid. You've got this experience, and then like your marketing doesn't really pan out, right? So take a listen, and then Dr. McKenzie comes on in the last fifteen minutes uh, and shares her viewpoints, which is definitely a different perspective than her partner's. So. I think you will enjoy what they have to say today. I will say. They are my avatar, the doctors who are kind of struggling. They got some successes. They have some, they have some struggles. Today's guests are really my ideal listener. Also, if you happen to have a company or know of a good one, we're looking to have some sponsors now. And if you'll notice, we're not going to have a travel tip today. And I'm going to try something new, not do a post-episode wrap-up. So, all the show notes can be found at a doctor's perspective slash five one let's go hashtag behind the curtain live from cajun country louisiana we have an amazing guest today she is a physical therapist she is pediatric focused the clinic itself does orthopedic and neurologic i'm really excited to have them all the way from philly dr kendra scott hi everybody hey well welcome to the show to a doctor's perspective thank you I noticed before we even jump into anything else on your website, y'all look like y'all are in a very swanky town, part of town, right on the river. Yeah. The building looks nice. What do you think? It helps? Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful area of town. It's a nice neighborhood. We get a lot of runners, a lot of athletes, people staying fit, running along Kelly Drive. It's, it's a nice place. Ah, very cool. Well, let's go back to the beginning. How did you become a doctor of physical therapy, and then how did you pick pediatrics? Because you guys have a lot of leeway in what you choose to do. Well, the doctor part, I went to school for physical therapy. And when I enrolled, they were doing away with the master's programs. So I did enter into a doctorate program. After that, you know, they give you a very general education. It's where I can treat mostly adults but if you were interested in certain specialties like pediatrics, you would either try to get a pediatric internship. But if you weren't as fortunate like myself, once you graduate, you try to get as many pediatric jobs as you can for people that will accept you without experience. So that was the route oh. that I took. I got I got I was fortunate and I was able to land a job at like. Uh, where was I? Kennedy Creeger in Baltimore. I did a travel assignment one summer. So I literally traveled from Philly to Baltimore every day. Whoa. Yeah. And then eventually I landed a position in Abington and they needed some help in the NICU. I volunteered. And then my last stop before here was Children's Hospital. So you really did. You were able to just get that first job that you can almost take anything I just got to get the experience, yeah. put your stripes in, as they say. And then from then on, boom, you can start picking what you so want. It was a 15-hour day between Amtrak and the shift, but it's Ooh. worth it. <laughs> what can you do 
for pediatrics, what what kind of what does your day look like? Conditions, things like that. Uh, conditions. I get a lot of developmental delay. Um, children that may have been born early or born with certain syndromes that aren't mm-hmm. meeting the milestones that you know your typical one year old is rolling, sitting, babbling. But someone who was born premature or born with a syndrome, you know, may not be able to roll yet, and here they're one year old. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you'll see children who maybe mom drank or she smoked and the kid comes out very frazzled with like a little neonatal distress. We work mm-hmm. on positioning techniques, you know, do's and don'ts. You know, don't talk too loud around this baby. Put blankets around him. Keep the room dark. You know, they'll prefer to be lying this way versus that way. So a lot of positioning. Oh. And you've already figured, obviously, at this point, they figured these things out and you can replicate it. Here's the top three things that you can do for this type of kid at your at your house right. to see if you get the results. Right. Ah, and it's pretty successful. I mean, I assume it is, but the results are usually pretty uh, astounding. So it depends on the diagnosis. So your your kiddo with the the mom who maybe took drugs that that's a little mm-hmm. stressful. Stressful for the kid and stressful for the caretakers because that baby's okay. system has to wean off of those drugs. So typically, they're not even released from the hospital until the doctors and nursing staff have given them whatever amount of medication that they need, you know, because they go through withdrawals, too. And when a baby goes through withdrawals, that means nobody sleeps. That's true. (laughs) Is that baby automatically removed from that mother or that family because of of that situation? No, not necessarily. Um, It depends on the reason why. You know, if you okay. find out that mom was being abused herself and that was how she coped, so long as you um, know that the family is in a safer environment, you know, it okay. depends on the reasons why. Okay. So it's not guaranteed you're a, a quote, a crackhead or something, and then your baby be- comes out. That's interesting. How do you feel about that? I leave that to social work. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> I, um, my main concern most times is, to get the baby comfortable because mm-hmm. you want the mother comfortable. What you don't want is a stressed out baby, which is going to in turn stress out the family. So That's my true. job is to teach the family coping techniques, you know, the best ways to position the child or talk to the child or not talk to the child. You know, it really mm-hmm. depends on the needs of the kid. Okay. Do you do much with like autism and things like that? Not a whole lot, but I do have experience with autism. Okay. So who, who do they go to? Is it a, um, someone who's done even more training in that realm of physical therapy or is it like an occupational therapist? Or So in Pennsylvania with autism, the Department of Education in Pennsylvania has certain programs like um, early intervention and that's mm-hmm. more school-based. So physical therapists can work in the school-based setting, but in the school-based setting, the family and the child would have educational support. So they'll have a special instructor. They'll have an occupational therapist, a physical therapist, whatever it is that that child needs. You're going to get mm-hmm. a lot of diverse support from the educational system. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that starts probably at a young age. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, we're talking babies. Mm-hmm. But actually, pediatrics goes all the way up to technically like 17. 22. What? I'm way off on that one. Wow, 22. So do you find yourself focusing more five and under or do you get a lot of of little league sports injuries and stuff? I I do accept little league, but my passion is infant, five and under, three and under. (laughs) Some of the hardest cases. Yeah, I like them when they can't talk. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to transition you to somebody else now. You're talking back. I know. (laughs) Well, I am curious then, every profession, especially when you're dealing with kids and and like older people as well, and just anywhere, there's there's misconceptions about what you do and what your day might look like. Do you have any common ones that you would like to discuss? Oh, yes. So one of the biggest misconceptions is that you're going to come to physical therapy and get a massage. <laughs> yep. That's not the case. So what I do tell patients, you know, we'll let them know, you know, we have a great massage place next door. And if we give you a massage, it's not going to feel good. You know, we... <laughs> we will trigger point release or we'll release a tendon. That hurts. So you're not going to come here for a relaxing massage. That's a very common misconception. Okay. I went to school for four years. My massage course was two months, maybe. 
once a week. So I don't even know a lot about it. <laughs> do y'all do a lot of tools or you just kind of use your thumbs and those bicep tendons and all oh, that? Oh, elbows, thumbs. And then, yeah, some therapists do use tools. Some of them use a some kind of ball. I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> what about like payment? I'm not necessarily payment, but is there any misconceptions on this is physical therapy. It should be covered by my insurance. I'm not paying cash for anything. Y'all experience that? No. So we're pretty upfront with our clients. We will let them know, you know, when they sign their paperwork in the beginning, they know that they have a legal obligation to pay whatever their insurance company doesn't pay. But we typically Mm -hmm. know what they're coming for. So what we'll say is if they're coming for a syndrome where we know insurance company doesn't typically reimburse for that, we'll let them know this service may not be reimbursed by your insurance. You'll have to pay cash. And, you know, they give that consent day one. And then with with the conditions that you treat, do you find that the plans are like months and months? Or can you get this taken care of in a couple of weeks? Most of the clients, six to eight weeks, they're better. But then there are some who, you know, need maintenance. Certain diagnoses you can see, you know, for the rest of their lives. That's true. Mm-hmm. Just depending, like like you said, depending on which syndrome and which spectrum they're on. Exactly. Okay. For yourself personally, we're doing a series right now, African-American doctors. Have you noticed any kind of, I don't want to say necessarily racism, but hindrances or perks to being an African-American woman doctor in this 2017? Well, thinking of perks, I can't think of, well, I mean, perks, we stand out because we're a minority. So, you know, when we go on Facebook or Instagram and they're like, oh, it's two black doctors. That's great. That excites some people, you know, okay. it doesn't excite us. We're just like, okay. <laughs> we're just people. Um, hindrances, uh, quite a few hindrances, but we're not so quick to pull the black card on that. <laughs> okay. We have noticed that, you know, people will come in and they'll look around at our space and they just look like, oh, this is beautiful. And we're just looking like, is it not supposed to be beautiful? You know, so I don't know. It's been interesting, um, some of the answers we've had in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that it's, uh, you know, not has been a, oh, wait, we're not coming in. They find out who's who, who's the doctors and they're like, we got to get, we got to get out of no, here. They- yeah, very good. One of the things we like to talk about is students, new doctors, those types of things. You have any advice for the growing classes out there so our receptionist is here and she wants to go to school so i told her to cover her ears <laughs> it, it's hard it's hard yeah um you're not gonna get a lot of sleep you may not feel too good about life <laughs> but how many hours a day did you study would you say so we were in school for nine hours you had enough time to come home at night shower eat and then it was time to study again so it's all day yeah. all night monday through friday for like five years, three, three. three. Years. But no, I was counting. I was counting some of that undergrad. Well, no, undergrad wasn't that bad. Undergrad, you know, had its challenges, but you still had a lot more free time. You don't have any free time in grad school. No, it really. They really amp it up. Like twenty-one hours is a light semester, and before that, you would never even consider exactly twenty-one hours. Exactly. <laughs> so you know the light at the end of the tunnel is your internships. You do kind of get a break there. So even though you're working for free, it's you get a mental break. You're out in the real world and you're not in a book every single day. You will have to still study because your clinical instructors will ask things of you, but it's a breather. Are there any seminars being that you've been out for a while that you would recommend to students to get while you're in school, probably get it at a cheaper price than you would as a graduate that they should do to better equip them later? No. No, you just got to get in there and be ready to survive. (laughs) (laughs) That works. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you have staff. Yes. How do you hire good staff? Is it, is it all based on training? Are there certain qualities that you're looking for before you hire someone? Yeah, There's certain qualities we're looking for. So Dr. McKenzie and I, we purposely tried to learn every area of the business before we hired staff. So we learned how to do the billing. We learned how to check in the patients and be the receptionist. We learned how to be the janitors. And now that we know what it takes, now we know what we need. 
And mm. we're, you know, we're very flexible. We like to bring on someone who doesn't necessarily have all the experience in the world, but is teachable. And so long as the person is teachable and they're flexible motivated. and motivated, then it's a good fit for us. Okay. Have y'all ever used past patients or do y'all just kind of use uh, certain websites or how do y'all try to find people? Uh, we use Indeed a lot. Okay. Um, how else do we find people? A lot of people have found us. Oh. That's how we've gotten a lot of our staff. We have a great receptionist. She found us. Mm. Mm. Like they're just, I want to work at a physical therapy office and they just you kind know, of apply. Oh, we just get these random emails from people in the community. Oh. My, yeah, people driving by, you know, see that we're open. They log on, you know, I guess to the website and get our information. Wow. So we've been fortunate in that regard. Now, do y'all have any um, texts to help the doctors out? We call them like chiropractic assistants okay. or texts to, where they can kind of do the stuff that you don't necessarily have to do. Not but yet, it, no. No, we're still a okay. one-man show with that. <laughs> All right, no. I think that takes it to the next level. Like, you really... Whenever we were looking at that as, as chiropractors and things, it's, you have to be pretty busy. Right. You know, I'm not saying you're not busy, but there's a certain level of business that you have to have to where you feel like, okay, it's worth the investment in hiring somebody to do certain aspects of the job. That's true. We have taken student volunteers before, like high school Ooh. students who want to get hours mm-hmm. before they go to college. So that's been helpful, you know, especially mm-hmm. with... What kind of stuff do they do? So with me doing pediatrics, it's a yeah. tremendous help to have someone else on the floor because... One thing about pediatrics is you put the kid in one spot and they're going to go in the complete opposite direction. So if you can have another set of hands to shake a toy or just lure them back to where I'm trying to get them, you know, they can do things like that. So they're hands off with the patients, but they can follow my commands and my cues for us to both help the child, you know, do what he or she needs to do. That's perfect. And like you said, they're getting experience. This is actually... Yeah what the real world is like and if they can make a decision right. like, yeah, yeah, I should keep doing this or not. Right. Right. Uh, are y'all able to, you're an entrepreneur and a doctor own your own clinic, any kind of marketing that y'all do on a regular basis that, that really works or how are y'all getting clients? Yeah, it really works. Social media has been the most recent endeavor of ours. And that's obviously, you know, where we found, where you found us. <laughs> right. But no, we haven't figured out what works yet. We're still, you know, doing the face-to-face doctor's meetings and walking into doctor's offices. That's not working so well. <laughs> we mostly get our referrals from the insurance companies or clients that see the place and want to come here or or workman's comp. Do y'all have business coaches that you can pay every month to guide you like, here's a better way to approach the medical doctors so they pick you versus someone down the street. Well, that would be great. No, do you know, if anything, you have a contact. <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't be great, it? Great, yeah. I can't believe that. Like, chiropractors, my goodness, we are flooded. Everybody who was successful, it seems like they have their own coaching program. Business coach? Uh-huh. Wow. Interesting. That's the um, difficult part about physical therapy. There's not a lot of guidance. I mean, I know within our professional organization, there is a private practice section mm-hmm. and we joined it one year and we just didn't find it helpful. Yeah. We've been kind of, this has been a trial and error adventure. That's the truth. Well, and you know, with Facebook, you mentioned social media, definitely it could, it could blow up if you, there's a lot of people out there that, um, you know, they'll definitely take your money. <laughs> to, uh, it's a matter of can they get the results right. to get those new people out there. But I think, like I said, we found you on Instagram and mm-hmm. y'all are definitely putting some things out there that, that could grab people's attention. So right. I like that. Yeah. So any suggestions that you have? Yeah. We well, that. one suggestion, I guess, since you asked, I'm curious when it comes to marketing to the medical doctors, y'all are already kind of in their there's training programs. They know that they're supposed to send people to you guys and gals for, for rehab and, and stretching and, and rehabilitation. Um, but as far as trying to be the person that they want, like that's the hard part is, do you want more research? Do you need more apples and pears sent to your office each week? You know? <laughs> we have to get through the office managers. That's the part we're having a hard time with. Ah. They're like gatekeepers. <laughs> I tried to do a, Hey, this is who I am. What do you do? Maybe we can. 
it was four or five months. Oh, okay. And for them, it was, this is just another Tuesday lunch to us. And we're, and I was thinking, it's finally my shot. It's my chance. And they're like, they don't even show up sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Well, I don't know that y'all sound like y'all have your hands full in trying to figure that out. There are some good podcasts too. Uh, Not just, not just mine quote, but there's uh, some cash practice podcast just for physical therapists as well. I don't know if y'all listen to that, but they have some really cool stuff like working in CrossFit gym. You know, all kinds of crazy ideas to to boost their marketing. Yeah. Well, when it comes to goals, a lot of us have five-year goals, maybe even 10-year goals. Mm-hmm. Would you care to share any of yours? And how do you know if it's worthy of your pursuit? Oh, let's see. Five-year, which would be a very short-term goal. You know, doctor, it's, it's so hard to project five years stuck in the fire that we're in right now. <laughs> but how, would, how long have y'all been open? We've been open... For a year and a half at this point. You really are in the possibly the hardest part of a business right now. <laughs> We're still looking for the yeah. light. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, you know, the first six months I was in clinic, I'd bought a clinic and they redid the completely outside and the car and the, um, the parking lot. Mm-hmm. The only reason people even knew we were open was some cheap, dumb sign that out, out front by the road that said, all businesses open during construction. For the first six months. Right. Oh, it was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Did y'all do any, I'm just curious now, just kind of having a conversation. Do y'all do any networking groups like business chamber stuff or like a BNI or anything like that? We've considered it, but no, we haven't gotten connected with the chamber of commerce yet. No. There are groups, it's called BNI, and this isn't a plug. I wish they were a sponsor or something. Right. <laughs> it, have you heard of that before? I have, yes. Yeah, so that went really well for me. But to be honest, I might have seen one or two physical therapists ever mm-hmm. in those groups. And I'm thinking, my goodness, that could be a gold mine. Because for me, it was a 10x or more return on my investment every year. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, they, it's exclusive. So I was the only chiropractor and there was no physical therapies in the group. Mm-hmm. Maybe a massage therapist. But, you know, we're not, like you said, if you want a massage, you can go down the street. Exactly. Uh, right. I want to make you cry a little. That's that's my massage. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in the middle of it all. Yeah. Trying to be successful, trying to just probably pay the bills on a consistent basis, get those new patients, really start thriving. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware. What gets you excited? What makes you wake up in the morning and say, it's worth it? I got to come in on Monday and just, I got to keep going Coffee. with this. No, you know, all in all, it's, you know, for how far we've come, we have seen successes and it's exciting. We do have a very beautiful, beautiful space. And I do feel like, you know, we stand out. You walk into our space and it doesn't look like your typical physical therapy practice. And we, we maintain it. So we make it work. So I would say the relationship that I have with my office staff and with my business partner, Dr. McKenzie, it makes it possible. It makes it very feasible. The patients, they're great. You know, we've had some really, really wonderful people walk in here and we get lots of positive mm-hmm. feedback. Do y'all have like a, uh, a gym look or is it more of a professional look? Inside? It's a little bit of both. It's more of a professional look Then there's a little bit of gym mm-hmm. equipment here or there. <laughs> you know, but we just, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I think you know what I mean. You didn't walk into a Planet Fitness. Not at all, no. <laughs> okay. It's not like that. Okay. Right. We have the Very essentials, good. but we don't have a whole lot of, you know, heavy workout equipment. As far as your, your partner, they do orthopedic and neuro- neurology, Correct. right? So we both do a bit of orthopedics, but um, she, my business partner, she is a big neuro, neuro girl. Does that mean, what does that mean to, to use that like strokes? Strokes. Uh, Numb yeah, arms, or? strokes, um, ALS, MS, MS. Yes, she sees a lot. What about um, soccer injuries, football injuries? Do y'all kind of go into that type of? So for adults, realm? no, that's not where our expertise is. There is a practice in the area. Like if we had a big athlete that wanted to get back to sports, we would send them out. We can get you functional. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we we can get you back to walking or taking a jog, but I'm not getting you back to the NFL. Okay. (laughs) Right. Right. If you had to pick a type of condition or a type of patient that y'all would see 80% of your day with, 
What would come to mind? Orthopedic, like a status post-surgery type clientele. Um, Back pain. Knees and shoulders, or does it it matter? Knees, shoulder, neck, back, hip. (laughs) But the people that you know and and that you kind of run with, is it common for a certain physical therapist just to only do knees or only do shoulders like some orthopedic surgeons that's really all they do is like one joint some pts do do that but no we do a little bit of everything actually you know yeah and even like going back to your sports question if there's something that we aren't good at we have per diem staff that are specialized and we do believe in research we have taken some clients where we have absolutely no background in it we've done research to keep the client and the client and us, we actually work together. We'll tell them from the beginning, like, listen, we, we're not comfortable with this. We've never done this before, but we'll look into it for you. And that's they, that's helped a lot. Are they receptive to that? Very receptive, yes. That's really cool. So it's a growing process. You come in for a it's couple of weeks. It's a growing process. Mm-hmm. Ah. So first, right now we have someone on our caseload who has a very rare condition. And we bought a book. We studied this book, <laughs> almost took a class, and we've been working with this patient for over a year now, and we're still in progress. And this is the only place in the area that she's found that, you know, there are people willing to work with her, you know, to that's a big on her feet. That's a big difference because there's a lot of people that either they'll try what they know and it doesn't work, bye-bye, right. and then there's people like you that will actually, let's figure this out. Is it something that you can do and advertise? Or- oh, yeah to that same condition and be like, hey, now we got a practice full of these kind of people. That's all right. That's what we've done. Yes. Oh, nice. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to switch it up a little bit, get a little more personal. Okay. This ought to be a fun, fun question for you. Vacation. <laughs> Are you able to take any vacation? We got a holiday coming up called Thanksgiving. Right, right. <laughs> Are you able to take yes. any extra time off or is this going to be a Thursday off and back to work on Friday? Oh, no. So daycare won't allow me to go back to work on Friday. I have to stay home with my children. <laughs> ah. But uh, we we do schedule time off like that. It's necessary. We need a mental break. Mm-hmm. So as far as I'm concerned, the day after Thanksgiving will probably always be closed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Being that there's two of you yes. ladies, are y'all able to just random day in May, a random day in October, take a couple of days off for yourself and your family without having any issues? Yes. Yeah. Do you find it difficult being a mom and the stereotypical roles of the mom having to be, you know, the Brit, you know, not necessarily being the breadwinner all the time, but being a mom. And then now you're a doctor, got your own clinic. You have kids. There's so many roles in your life. Has that been a, a challenge? Any advice for other moms out there to know that you can have it all in a sense? Uh, it's a cha- it, it is a challenge. Um, one of the biggest takeaways Dr. McKenzie and I probably have is you have to set boundaries. So we try. We're not always successful, but after school hours between like seven and ten, we try not to call each other. Okay. You know, to talk work-related matters, mm-hmm. and it's because you know between seven and ten, we're eating dinner, we're, we're doing all the mom things, mm-hmm. and you know we we try to respect that boundary. So definitely, you just have to set boundaries. It's possible. It's not easy mm-hmm. at all, but it's doable. It can be done. Okay. And you did mention daycare, so you're. Using daycare, not just your mama down the street or anything like that. So my mom is several hours away. I would use her if she were here. <laughs> so yeah, daycare. So we like to make you more of a human being. Sometimes we have these doctors, we put them on a pedestal. They just got everything together. Look at them. What else <laughs> besides kid, kid counts though. Kids do count as a preoccupy in your mind. But outside of work, what do you do to try to stay focused, have fun and just enjoy life? It's too bad you can see my facial expressions <laughs> right now. <laughs> I think we've all got to that point where we're like, I work, I try to take care of my kids, and that's yeah. really all I can do right now to survive. It's like I'm in the midst of it all. Yeah. Um, what would you like to do? I mean, we do? spend family time. Family time. What would I like to do? Yeah, what would you like to what would you? What would you do? <laughs> I think I'd love to shut my mind off for 24 full hours. Because even, even when there's no work to be done, there's always work to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, my partner and I, we, business partner and I, it seems like things are always past due. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it kind of makes it hard to shut down. Even when things are slow, we do our best to get things done, but something always comes up. So 
what would we like to do? It'd be nice to steal away for like a week. You know, no phone, no computer. That would be ideal. Okay. Do you have any advice for anybody out there who has a significant other, your own spouse, your own significant other, to help keep the love alive and to feel connected when you have so many things on your plate? Well, it's just like the kids. You got to make time for that person. So one of the things I've done was I, when I come home, it's all about the family until that last person goes to sleep, which is my husband. So if it means I have to get back up at 1 a.m. and then start calling my business partner, that's what we do. Oh, okay. (laughs) Stay up very late, you know, getting things done. She'll put her children to sleep. I put mine to sleep. And that's what we do. What kind of questions would you have at 1 o'clock? Oh, goodness. Did you pay this bill? Um, did you do Mr. So-and-so's note? <laughs> oh, there's a lot. So all of there's, that. It does. Mm-hmm. I hope people are understanding. I don't know if I've had a guest so far in your position right now, or at least they wear their position honestly, that oh. we are a new business. There's so much going on. There's so much to learn. It's hard. Some months, I mean, I'm guessing, this is me fetching here, but some months you're like, wow, this is why I started. This is why I chose to do this. And then the next month you're like, huh, that's a lot of mouths to feed this month. And that was not a lot of patience. So what do we Uh have to do next month? And I just want people to know, like, it's okay. This is kind of where we are. This is not everybody is seeing $300,000 a month. And they just make it sound like, wow, this is attainable in in six months or less. You're like, no, it's 18 months in. And we're trying to figure out marketing. We're trying to figure out how to have this balance, how to unplug. So, right. Oh, Okay, so a lot of us have a morning routine or some kind of lunch routine that just gets us focused and gets us squared away for the day. Do you have anything? I mean, I try to get my my quiet time when I can, Mm -hmm. but I don't have a set routine. Okay. We're very, most of my morning routine involves getting the children ready because my husband's already gone to work. (laughs) So that's your responsibility? In the morning, yeah. Okay. He gets the evening shift. Ah, okay. Do you have team meetings at work? We do. So in a perfect world, we'd have them every week. Mm-hmm. But no, we we have them regularly, though. Even if it's not in person, we'll do something over the phone where everyone can get together. Um, we're very flexible. We, I mean, I would say that we can adapt. Things always, always change. Mm-hmm. They always change. And between the two of us, I, I'm telling you, I have the best business partner alive for real (laughs) between the two of us if it means she's got to get my kids or i have to get hers or you know she's got to cover my shift here at work or i have to cover hers that's what we do to make it happen that's awesome so you can actually have Mm -hmm. a partnership where it works it works yes that's great did y'all have like a nice contract to sign did y'all do all the paperwork in case something bad happens we sure did okay we did it very good because some people Mm -hmm. don't i don't know how many people you hear you're like they're like oh yeah Things went south and then, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, no. Not a one. Got that paper. All right. Let's hope it never happens. I don't want that to happen. I like to see things work. <laughs> Do you have any favorite books or podcasts or TV shows or anything that you secretly love or you definitely think other people should check out? I won't say other people should check it out, but I love just about every show that comes on Thursday night on ABC. <laughs> Shonda Rhimes. <laughs> oh, okay. All of those. And then I like the the home renovation shows too. So really, gives you inspiration. Absolutely. Mm. You know, when when this business picks up, I want that big house with a big kitchen, and I need to know what it, you know what it's going to look like. Do you need the Viking range, or can I go a little bit less? Oh no, I need the Viking. range. Oh, you need range. the Viking range. Okay. <laughs> you know, this is so funny. We, you know, my wife is Chinese, and we're going to go to our friend's house. Who that's one thing she loves to do is cook, and I think she has a Viking range. And she wants us to cook tonight. So, I mean, I can't even tell you the experience yet because it's going to happen in a couple of hours. And I'm, oh, wow. I'll have to, uh, I'll IG you how it works out. Okay. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be great. Send pictures. <laughs> this is what we can look forward to one day. <laughs> what about phones? That's right. Everybody is addicted to their phone. What is your favorite phone apps? I'm trying to peel away my addiction to the phone. I would like to not be addicted. I would like to leave my phone in a bag and... Run to Ardmore, you know. <laughs> we got we got a high dreamer over here. A lot of dreams on this lady's plate. Giving up the phone. 
Um, so you said favorite apps. I don't know. I like to play games. Okay. Um, I like word games. Mm. Does that mean like Scrabble? That's about all I can give you. No, I don't like Scrabble. That's too long. The one I used to love is called Bookworm. They probably don't even make it anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm terrible at Scrabble. Everybody wants to use Chi and get a million points off of it. And I'm like, guys, I don't even – I'm bad at spelling. You won't let me look it up. I'm like – That's funny. Get out of here with that. It's called spell check. Well. Spell check. <laughs> spell check and an editor on Fiverr. Tell you, it works. Right. Anything that maybe you would – you have on your mind that you would love to impart on us – any wisdom, any encouragement, any um, real life experience that you think that we could definitely benefit from? Well, I mean, the whole cliche, don't give up. It's really hard. It's hard. If you believe in God, now's the time. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> you know, whatever you do just to find peace, you're going to need it. But it's worth it in the end. You know, we're not doing this just because we thought it was easy. School wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of things that we've gone through in life that were not easy and something difficult is not enough to stop us. So you definitely have to have that inside of you that I don't care how hard this is, I'm going to keep going. You have to be able to see the vision and run towards it. You can't let, let opposition throw you off of your path. Sounds good. How can people find more information with you gals? They can um, reach out to our website. It's lhstherapy.com. They can call us, 267-297-6499. Or they can reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram. Well, I'm so happy to have you on. It has been, it actually, it has been a pleasure because I like to see the different levels that people are at. And I want to encourage you to continue. And I know uh, it might seem hard, but it, it'll get, it gets easier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, I encourage you to, to find something, some marketing that works. I love marketing, so that's I'm a little biased in that. Like, I think it's fun. Okay. If I could just spend anybody else's money, that'd be great. <laughs> Can we talk more about this, Doctor Justin? Yeah, we'll please. To, when we go back, we'll have to uh, keep in communication about this because I, I I'm passionate about it. But uh, you know, sometimes if it doesn't plan out like you want, when you're in the middle of it, it's tough. Right, it's tough. Um, have y'all done any print? Does that anybody do that anymore? We've done print. We've done brochures, business cards, post-it notes, pens. We've done um, pediatric magazine, like print advertisements. Hmm. We haven't seen anything from it, but we do have print materials. Okay. <laughs> that's, what I, that, that's one of those things that I've noticed as well is these, these the alleged brochures that everybody needs. You're like, man, I just don't think yeah. anybody looks at them. Even when you give it to somebody, they're like, eh, thanks for the picture. Eh. Right. Just give me that business card so I can take a picture of it. And then I'll eh, I know, that right? as well. That's funny. Well, you rock. I appreciate your oh, time. Thank you. And I'm just going to scan you off. Dr. McKenzie actually just walked in. Where's she at? I'm so sorry. I was late. I didn't want to interrupt. You guys were doing, you were just having such a great conversation. No, it's great. So just... Should I put her on the spot and see if she has anything to say? <laughs> um, <laughs> regarding what? No, I'm joking. No. Well, um, I'll just ask it then. As far as being a, a physical therapist, orthopedic neurology, beginning the, the, the start of your clinic, any advice for maybe young people who are trying to do what you're doing or have aspirations to have a, their own clinic? Any advice? Um, you know, truthfully speaking, I've had the pleasure of being a TA at a few of the universities in the area mm -hmm. for their PT programs. And I've seen such a great level of confidence in these students that I feel like they can teach me something, <laughs> but I would um, just based on that, I would say to be humble and, you know, Kendra was touching base about being adaptive and flexible. Those are the types of things that I feel like are going to be very helpful in your future. Reason being is because as we've experienced, nothing goes as planned nothing. <laughs> for this, you know, this, this day is a great example of that. So, um, I just feel like if you can just be adaptable and that's going to not only just help you professionally with a business, but it also help you with your plan of care with a patient, because of course there's no textbook answer. That's why you have to just dig all the research and any resources that you have and put it together for that specific patient. Are you telling me they don't present as you expect them to every time? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they have these case studies that they do and it's just like, if it's not in the textbook or if it's not on Google, 
it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like that's how this generation is learning. And it's just, it's not evidence based enough. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. If Google says it's right, then it's good enough. And you're like, no, you got to go a little bit deeper. What's one of the struggles that you guys have had that you either a overcome or still just trying to claw your way out of right now? <laughs> Which one Reddit. would you like to talk about? <laughs> it's getting real. <laughs> well, you know what? So we were not fortunate enough to get a loan oh. to fund our practice before. That's the best we can start. Before we opened, you know, we did a lot of research. We made a business plan and we talked to bankers and lenders. And all of them said, oh, yes, you know, physical therapy practices, we fund to them. So we, you know, made this elaborate plan and we got no funding. Really? So one of the most difficult things for us has been paying for this beautiful place. Because <laughs> you've had experience. As we try to drive the clientele. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you've had experience, you've saved money, and you still couldn't get the loan. No. Wow. Mm-mm. And they don't give any guidance no. as to how, to how to change that. The only thing they say is, you know, you guys have to show that your business is generating enough income. And the business that hasn't even opened the doors yet. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Come back to us in two years when you have proof of money. You're like, well, uh, what am I supposed to do? I just signed this lease. um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's curious. So you were able So you signed the lease before you got funding. Is that something that you would recommend people doing the opposite if they were starting out, like secure funding first? Um, you know what, to be honest with you, that's something that we learned. Ideally, we wanted to um, have the loan first. However, we did learn throughout the process that they required us to have an established lease mm-hmm. before we could even apply for a loan. What? And that also went towards the credentialing with the insurance, insurance companies. companies. Really? So that's why we, yeah. Really. So all of a sudden you're on the hook for two or 3000 bucks a month plus yep. everything else. And then you're like, okay, now how am I supposed to have this? Because I only have... Maybe what three or four or five months of expenses available, if you're lucky. That's right. If we're lucky, that's right. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's fun. Just kidding. It's not fun at all. <laughs> if you like we challenges. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna give her the look, like what? <laughs> What's this guy talking about? Yeah. Right. What else was a good? Let me look. Let me look at my little questions real quick. We're getting a two for one right here. That's right. Oh, marketing. You guys are a pair, but you might have different ideas. As far as marketing, do you have any ideas that you, what you want to do or any uh, anything that you feel like has worked in the past that you need to keep doing? It works so good, you quit, as they say. Um, we have not gotten to that point where it's worked so well that we, we quit. Yeah, we quit. No, <laughs> we're definitely not there. I will say that um, certain opportunities do present themselves as marketing opportunities. However, funding. So that's always the issue for us. Okay. We always have to take into consideration the budget and prioritize expenses, which then unfortunately takes away from what we can do marketing wise. Yeah. So again, there are great opportunities out here for marketing. We well, just haven't. Ideas. Yeah. We just haven't been able to utilize them yet. Like you. And then there's a time factor in there too. Mm-hmm. There's a time factor. So we would love to go to these doctor's offices mm-hmm. and you know be persistent and meet them. But if we're the doctor's offices, who's cleaning the toilet, <laughs> who's watching the patient, you know, or treating the patient, right? who's submitting the billing? Yeah. So one of the things that we're trying to do now is get marketing interns. Oh, yes. So we're looking for who wants experience, is not expecting money or a lot of money, but they need the experience. We have a lot for them to do. So that's that's our, you know, most recent goal for marketing. You know, I don't know if y'all are into doing these, but I, I've done like 5K sponsor, you know, try to be the doctor there or whatever. And my goodness, sometimes it's so much money where you're just like, oh, this is my marketing budget this month. And yes. yeah. how much hands on am I allowed to do? Because I'm definitely not putting yeah. such and such physical therapy on a sign, but I can be there right. to right. work out the Charlie horse or throw some kinesio tape on or something. Right. Like If this doesn't work, I don't have any more money for the rest of the month. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, we actually have an event coming up that's probably going to clean out the, um, <laughs> the marketing budget account. So hopefully, you know, the, the biggest goal is just making sure that we have at least even one patient as a result of that. You know, then the investment was worthwhile. But y'all catch your email addresses? Yes. Yes. <sighs> yes. <That's> yes. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was guilty in the beginning. 
Oh my goodness. It's like, oh wait, email's supposed to, oh no, all these events of her wasted. Here's another good one. Your viewpoint. Are you uh, married or significant other? Um, yes. Um, I have no suggestions. <laughs> my counselor still has no suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> my life is interesting. You know, <laughs> to the last so. few episodes, the, the four out of the seven doctors for the African-American series were all PhDs. Uh-huh. In wow. psychology, talking about counseling and and, oh, and all that mm. kind of stuff, mm. it was wow. it was good. They were they had some great information. I was shocked. I was not shocked that they were had good information. Just what they gave you, like wow, that's really good information. My goodness, right? Okay, let me think. Anything else here? Oh, this is always a fun one. Any misconceptions about the treatment, physical therapy as a whole, or being an African American female doctor? Any misconceptions that you've experienced or would like to clear up out there? That's a lot of questions in one. My own misconception, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. it's not always about race. I will say that much. Okay. Um, there are many times where I'm the only African-American female, African-American <laughs> overall, you know, in the room mm-hmm. as a therapist. This is obviously, um, I think it's turning into a Caucasian female dominated profession. Um, Caucasian female. In certain settings. Yeah, in certain settings. Okay. More specifically, I would say in the acute so, setting, yeah. yes. But in outpatient, it's still, um, you know, a Caucasian male's world, in my opinion. Okay. But again, being the only African-American, I've come to realize that it's not always like I may feel the insecurity or I may feel uncomfortable um, initially. Mm-hmm. But again, it's... I think it's more you? That's the misconception. It's not always... Yeah, it could just more so be me than you know everyone else because at the end of the day to be honest with you if you know your stuff you're knowledgeable people respect it yeah and that's the bottom line absolutely i'm really glad to hear this because i was kind of nervous asking these questions because obviously i'm a white male and i know that there's certain areas of the country where that's going to be a problem and what i'm finding is it's not really being a problem at least from what the guests have spoken about that it's not really what they're experiencing where people are just like i'm not coming to you like just to be racist or whatever experience that I mean I would definitely advise any any minority just be comfortable in your own skin Mm -hmm. just be comfortable know who you are you know you are not your color you have a whole lot of attributes about yourself you have knowledge that no one can take away you've been given an opportunity whether you're white black Asian or other take the opportunity and run with it yeah you know if someone doesn't accept you don't always just assume it's because you're black or because you're Chinese. It, they might not accept you because they might see something in you that intimidates them. Lack of confidence. So Talk yeah. about that. That's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. They yeah. smell it. It's like they can smell it and they run away. Exactly. Because that's how you gain patients' trust. You know, when they say fake it till you make it, that's how you get. Yeah, that's how you get through the evaluation. And then we do the research. Not me specifically, but I've seen this in many settings. I've often told the students that. You know, you just have to gain that patient's trust. And that Mm -hmm. comes through confidence. Mm -hmm. So that's where you're able to take off. You know, of course, we can never change the color of our skin or our gender. Yeah. Yeah. But that's an opportunity where all that goes away because these patients want help. Mm -hmm. So starting out, you graduated school. Would you recommend people trying to start out on as an entrepreneur in their own thing? Or is it better to get experience in somebody else's clinic or a hospital? Oh, no. Get experience because they don't they don't teach you enough about being an entrepreneur in school. At least they didn't when we graduated. They never do. Things might be different now, but we would definitely recommend recommend getting experience because even the hospital experience that we've gotten has helped us here. It's helped us to multitask in a hospital. All the lines and the wires and the bells and the whistles, the nurses and doctors, you learn how to multitask. And you have to. You got to keep this patient alive when he's on your watch. So when we're here, you know, someone can call me on Skype and call me on the phone and the facts can come through. And it's some of those experiences that have prepared me for this. Very good. Well, I've taken a lot of your time and I really appreciate it. But I'll just throw it back one more time. Wrapping up, Dr. Letitia, do you happen to have any parting words that you would love to address for everybody out there before we we go today? Basically, to our listeners, we would just say if a business is something that you want, I mean, go for it. If you can afford the risk, yeah, 
or not. Even if you can't afford <laughs> right. it. Even if yeah, you can't if it means that much to you, it's worth investing it. in. Because we couldn't afford the risk yeah. and we are doing well. You know, things aren't how we thought they would be a year and a half in, mm-hmm. but we do come here and we are happy that we did this. You know, there are times that we have cried <laughs> together, <laughs> together yeah. and apart. Agreed. Our husbands have wet shoulders. You know, it's not easy, but it's worth it. We know that things will get better. I'm, and that's what we we hold on to. I'm hearing determination. Yes. I'm yep. seeing strength. I'm seeing yep. a lot of positive, positive things that you have to have. Otherwise, you're going to you're going to bow out. And it doesn't sound yes. like you guys are looking to bow out at all. Y'all are taking it on the chin. And just keep on pushing and, and making it. And within that next few years, it's going to be where you expect it to be. So I'm happy for you guys. I think you ladies are going to nail it. And um, that determination is is palpable. Y'all are hilarious, by <laughs> the way. The facial expressions have been just classic <laughs> on my end. Just so fun. I'm controlling it. That's the funny thing. Because like, I would have cut my eye at her at least five times. <laughs> but because you can see us, you know, we're behaving. This is great. <laughs> Uh, this, is the, this is the best part of the interview it's just getting like real like real real right now it's fun yeah <laughs> well I, I do think that, oh. yeah we have we really yeah have. thank y'all so much again for being on the show thank you for listening to the podcast a doctor's perspective thank you for writing reviews on wherever you listen to it ranking us five stars hopefully listen you all know i got a book out i've been working on a version 2.0 Right now, if you buy it, send me an email with the receipt and I can send you five bonus chapters. It'll just be this long PDF, but we're going to have some nerve stretches, creating and executing a budget, ways to cut expenses, optimal calorie consumption calculator fit directly for you, and some ideas about fasting. So if you want some of these bonus chapters before they're released in version 2.0, just send me that receipt via email and I'll get them over to you. As always, we got some t-shirt designs for the logo, uh, for chiropractic. There's also a buy host a cup of coffee. Upgraded that. It's on the main webpage. And lastly, stay tuned. A secret project will be coming out. Definitely go to a doctorsperspective.net top right. There are all the social media icons. Pick which one you love to follow most. Friend me, like me, say hello. I'll definitely respond back. We just went hashtag behind the curtain and this episode has come to an end. I hope you got the right dose for your optimal life. Please spread the word about this podcast by telling two friends, sharing on social media, and visit the show notes on a doctorsperspective.net to see all the references from today's guest. A sincere thank you in advance. You've been listening to Dr. Justin Trosclair, giving you a doctor's perspective.